1: Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman continues his search in Metropolis, on a freight ship far out at sea... Monk, a black marketeer, forces Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and young Tony Amato to climb a companionway to the deck. Get going, kids. You too, Miss Lane, up on deck. Diamonds is waiting to see you three do a high dive into the drink. And Diamonds don't like to be kept waiting. <laughs> Go on, now, move. Move.
0: Well, the big Superman hidden word contest is all over but the shouting. And that, the uh, shouting, I mean, will come when 1,000 of you will learn that you are the lucky winners of the swell prizes that are packed and waiting, ready to be sent to you just as soon as the judges finish reading the entries. And believe me, they've got quite a job on their hands. Contest entries are pouring into the New York Post Office in a giant stream of letters and postcards, thousands and thousands of them. And as fast as they come in, they are turned over to the judges. Each entry is given equal consideration. First, the judges make sure your entry includes all five of the hidden words in the proper sequence that make up a quotation from the Declaration of Independence. Then, they read and consider your statements on what the quotation means to you. Finally, they decide which are the 1,000 best and most sincere statements. And those, of course, will be the 1,000 lucky winners. Now, that's quite a bit to do and will, therefore, take some time. So you must be patient. Meanwhile, just so you can have some idea of what chance your entry stands, at the end of the program, we'll give you the five words that make the important quotation from the Declaration of Independence. So keep listening.
1: And now, the adventures of Superman. Before Tony Amato, a young refugee boy, could reveal to the police how black marketeers were stealing and selling food intended for the starving children of Europe, he was captured by the black market gang. And when Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane, reporters for the Metropolis Daily Planet, were on the verge of discovering what had happened to Tony, they too were captured by the gang. With Tony, they were taken aboard a freight ship bound for Europe. Meanwhile, back in Metropolis, Superman persuaded a girl named Gladys Smith, an employee of a wholesale grocery where Lois was last seen, to tell him what she knew. And as we continue now, having resumed his guise of Clark Kent, Superman enters Inspector Henderson's office at police headquarters, where the inspector waits with Jonas Brigham, owner of the wholesale grocery from whose warehouse Tony, Jimmy, and Lois disappeared. Listen. You still insist, Mr. Brigham, that you never heard of a man named Monk? I certainly do, Mr. Kent. Ah, it's quite surprising. Considering he's one of your employees. Well, what's uh, that, Kent? You say Monk works for Mr. Brigham? That's right, Inspector. Monk is his truck driver. He is not. How do you know, Kent? Gladys Smith just told me. It is not true. According to Gladys, Roy Hanson, Mr. Brigham's foreman, and Monk were loading a truck with food packages at noon today when she and Lois came into the shipping room. If you will just Be quiet, I... Brigham. Go on, Kent. Well, Lois heard Hanson call the truck driver Monk. So she got away the first moment she could, said she had to make a phone call. Uh-huh. Well, Hanson got suspicious, called Monk, and he went after her. Then Hanson told Gladys to keep her mouth shut about what had happened, or Monk would take care of her, too. Well, I'll be... Brigham, why did you say Monk doesn't work for you? I didn't say that, I... was right. Something rotten is going on in your warehouse, and you know all about it. No, will you listen to me? You knew about your watchman being murdered, and about Jim Olson and Tony Amato, and now Lois Lane disappearing. Do you know what it means to withhold information from the police?
2: Look, if you will just... just let me explain, Inspector. This... This monk does not work for me. I don't employ any truck drivers. You don't? Why? No. The
1: Metropolis Trucking and Shipping Company has always done my trucking and hauling. And monk works for them? Well, I suppose so. I don't know much about them, especially since they changed hands. I met the new owner once, rather flashy chap... We had a great many diamonds. I didn't like his looks, and I made up my mind then to find a new trucking connection. But But I've been very busy. Where are the offices of this Metropolis Trucking Company? Uh, On West Market Street, near the waterfront. Let's get Roy Hanson in here and find out what's going on. He must be mixed up with this trucking company. You go ahead, Inspector. I'll see you later. Wait, where are you going, Kent? Out to that trucking company to find Lois and Jim and Tony. But wait! We'll pick up Hanson in a squad car and drive out there. Thanks, but I have my own transportation, Inspector. And, Mr. Brigham, if I find I owe you an apology, I'll be back to deliver it later. So long. I guess I can change in this alley. Out of these clothes. Jim's been missing since yesterday and Lois since noon. Only hope I'm not too late. There we are. All set, Superman. Now, out to that Metropolis trucking company. Up! And away! Well, there's West Market Street, but... Oh, wait a minute. Sign on that big garage building says Metropolis Trucking and Shipping Company. Well, Lois, Jimmy, and Tony are not there. Neither is the man with the diamonds. Just that fellow on the ground floor. Well, I'll have a talk with him. Down! like a word with you, friend. What? The? Who are you? Superman.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Shake hands with Napoleon. <laughs> oh, you don't believe me, eh? Oh, boy. I wish Diamonds and Monk was here. They'd get a laugh out of this.
1: <laughs> well, see if you get a laugh out of this. <laughs> This truck must weigh about ten tons, wouldn't you say?
2: <laughs> sure. You're going to lift it. Exactly. Watch <laughs> now. Oh. oh, boy, this guy's killing me. Well, yeah. what do you say now? Holy smoke. You've done it.
1: Now, are you satisfied that I'm Superman? Or would you like me to fly you around the garage? No, no, no. No, keep away from me. All right, now let's get down to cases. Where are Lois Lane, Jim Olson, and Tony Amato? Huh?
2: How'd you know... <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah. what you say?
1: Then you do know where they are.
2: Oh, me? No, no, no I don't know nothing.
1: Well, yeah, it looks as if we'll have to take that little flight after all. Up with you. No, 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 don't, don't. Put me down, put me down. Are you going to tell me where Miss Lane, Jim, and Tony are? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you whatever I know. That's better. Yeah. Now, talk. Well, uh, uh, Diamonds and Monk got him on a ship. A ship? What ship? I don't know which one.
2: All I know is that Diamonds told Monk to bring the two kids and the dame out to the ship. Want to get out of way, he's just going to dump him into the drink. Great, Scott, has this ship sailed yet? Yeah, it's supposed to sail early this
1: afternoon. Uh-oh, almost 7 o'clock now. Tell me, what kind of a ship is it? It's a freighter. Where's it bound for? Uh, Europe someplace. I don't know, where diamonds Diamonstein's over the... Uh, the food packages that are supposed to go to starving children, but which you rascal steal, eh? Oh, uh, yeah. Why, you rats, oh, I Don't, own... don't, don't hit me. I wouldn't soil my hands on you. One more question. Where did the ship sail from? One of the city's piers. I don't know which one. Honest, I don't. All right. As a police officer at the corner, I'll turn you over to him. Then I'll hop out to the docks.
2: Come on. Are you the city pier, master? That's right, Superman. What can I do for you?
1: A freighter. I don't know its name. sailed from one of the city piers early this afternoon, bound for some port in Europe. I want to know the name of the ship and its exact destination.
2: Well, quite a few ships sailed today. I have a list of them here. Good. Let's see now. The Jane L sailed at 115. Yes. Destination Panama. No,
1: that's not it. This uh, ship is bound for Europe. Uh,
2: the Export and the Grey Queen sailed at 135 and 150. Cargo's General Freight. Oh, where are they bound for? Let's see, the export is bound for Liverpool, the Great Queen for Marseille. Either might be the one I want. Any others? Let's see. Yes, yes, another freighter, the Harvey T, sailed from Pier 19 at 210, destination Naples.
1: That might be it, too. Oh, and
2: here's still another, left from Pier 8 on, on the river, uh, the Susan M. Crane, bound for Oslo.
1: Four ships, either one of which may be the one I'm looking for, spread all over the ocean. And
2: here's still one more, Superman. Oh, Left at 110, the point setter. Is destination Portugal. Great Scott, any more? No, it seems to be about all. Well, that's plenty. Means this is a big job even for me. Oh, if only I had time
1: enough. Well, thanks very much. I'd better be going.
2: Good luck, Superman. I'm going to
1: need luck this time. Up and away! Leaping high into the evening sky above Metropolis Harbor, Superman takes a bearing from the stars and streaks out to sea. Five ships, several hours out and bound for as many different ports, from Oslo, Norway to Naples, Italy. Will Superman locate the Black Marketeer's ship, and in time, we'll be back in a moment with the dramatic climax of today's episode, so keep listening.
0: Here they are, gang, the five hidden words that were included in five consecutive Superman programs last week and which, all together, make up a quotation from the Declaration of Independence. The first, a three-letter word, beginning with A, is all, A-double-L, all. The second, also a three-letter word, but beginning with M, which we said some of you would grow up to be, is men, M-E-N, men. The third, another three-letter word, beginning with the letter A, and which, as we told you, is the present tense of the verb to be, is, of course, are, A-R-E-R, The fourth word has seven letters, is the past tense of a word meaning to make, and is created, C-R-E-A-T-E-D, created. The fifth and last word has five letters beginning with E, and is a word you use often in arithmetic. Of course, you know the word is equal, E-Q-U-A-L, equal. Now, the whole sentence together is, all men are created equal, and it is found in the second paragraph of the preamble to the Declaration of Independence. Did you get it right? Well, if you did, then your chance of winning one of the 1,000 swell prizes is very good and depends entirely on the judge's opinion of your statement on what all men are created equal means to you. Tomorrow we'll give you some idea of what it should mean to you and to all good Americans. So don't fail to be with us then.
1: Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Under a bright moon, the cargo ship Poinsettia, a fast reconverted passenger craft, is steaming through the waves. A brisk breeze is blowing, and Diamond's head of the Black Market Gang stands in the enclosed wheel room with the ship's captain, a burly bearded man. Just below, at the deck rail, Monk and two crew members, all of them armed, wait with the pale-faced Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and young Tony Amato. In the wheel room, Diamond's questions, the captain.
2: How far out are we now, Mike? About 150 miles, Diamond. That ought to be far enough. <laughs> won't be no cops out here. <laughs> sure won't. Okay, Munt. Dump them over. Okey-doke, no,
1: Diamond. Here they go.
2: <laughs> well, that's that, Mike. We won't be bothered with them anymore. <laughs> Meanwhile,
1: 200 miles north, Superman hovers in curious flight above another freight ship, the Susan M. Crane. No. No, this isn't the right ship, either. Well, that eliminates two. Three more to go. Away! Bearing to the south, Superman calls on his mighty muscles for all their speed as he hurtles through the starry heavens to seek out three more ships which is like trying to find tiny corks on the mighty ocean. Will Superman find Jimmy Lewis and Little Tony in that vast sea before it is too late? The moment was never tenser, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen tomorrow. Tune in same time, same station for another smashing episode of Hunger Incorporated and a big surprise on The Adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual,
1: On the deck of a freight ship, reporters Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane and young Tony Amato see several husky men close in on them as a dread command is shouted from the bridge. Hey Munt. Yeah, Diamond? Go ahead. Okay.
2: All right, boys. Heave even over, boys. Oh, <laughs>
0: Ah, if I should sound a little on the breathless side, it's no wonder, because your response to the Superman Hidden Word Contest has us all sort of bowled over with amazement, and I might add, gratification. Honestly, never have I seen so many letters and postcards as are pouring into the Superman Contest headquarters. Sacks and sacks of it. And I mean those great big canvas post office mail sacks, just crammed full of contest entries, all of which, of course, proves that you listen to and like our program. That makes us very happy, and we want you to know we're grateful. But it does make the the, uh, job for the judges just very little more tough. So once again, we ask you to uh, please bear with us. Be patient because of that tough job that those judges are doing. Because in order to read every entry carefully the judge them honestly it is necessary to take some time but we promise that the judging will go just as fast as possible So you just better keep listening carefully every day in order that you don't miss the thrill of hearing your name announced on the air as one of the 1000 lucky winners now, yesterday we promised to give you some idea of what all men are created equal the quotation from the Declaration of Independence should mean to you and we'll do that before the end of today's program so keep listening. <coughs>
1: And now, The Adventures of Superman. (laughs) Because they discovered the operations of a black market gang which has been stealing and selling food intended for the starving children of Europe, reporters Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane and a young refugee boy named Tony Amato were captured and taken far out to sea on a freight boat, then thrown overboard. (laughs) Masquerading as newspaper reporter Clark Kent, Superman succeeded in tracing his young friends to the Metropolis docks but could learn only that they were prisoners on one of five ships that had put out to sea that day. Then, once again, in his true identity of Superman, he streaks out over the Atlantic and takes up the search for the remaining two ships, unaware that his friends have already been thrown into the sea, where we find them now. Miss Lane!
2: Miss Lane! Oh, golly! is she. Jim. Jim. Is that you, Jim? Yeah, here I am. Oh, Tony! I've got him. Oh, thank heaven! Hurry up, will you please? Hey. He's heavy, and I'm pretty tired. I'll be right there. Oh, Jim! Give me, give me a hand with Tony, will you? Yes. Can't hold him up much longer, alone. What's the matter with him? He's out. I guess he swallowed a lot of water before I got to him. Oh dear! got here. Just in time. Jeep, I said this water's cold. Yes, it is. Keep moving, Jim. I can't move much longer. Don't give up. They must be looking for us and so our cannon and the police. I hope. You don't expect them to find us out here in the middle of the ocean, do you? Well, they'll notify the Coast Guard and they'll send out ships and and planes and... Uh, how can they? They don't even know diamonds and monk had it on their boat. Well, maybe they found out somehow. Uh, Chance. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Lane. Anyhow, we're, we're lucky. It's a smooth sea. Huh? Yes. And, and there's a bright moon. So if anyone is looking for us, well... Just keep on hoping.
1: Those other two ships were bound for southern Europe. They ought to be along here somewhere. Wait. There's a freighter far ahead. Away! That's one of the five ships that left Metropolis today. I don't see Jim or Lois, though. Or Tony. Well, this must be the wrong boat, too. Wait. Those two men on deck. One of them's wearing a lot of diamonds. It must be. Down to that ship. Down. What the? Holy smokes, Diamond. Look. Superman. Oh, so you are diamonds, eh? Uh, what do you want here? Where are Miss Lane and Jim Olson? And Tony Amato. Uh, how should we know? You know all right. Answer me now, quickly, or you'll be very sorry. What did you do with them? I don't know what you're talking about. No, we don't know what... Up with you, Diamond. Diamond. Hey, let me down. Yeah. Talk fast put or, me or I'll here. throw you a mile out into no, the ocean. No, no, put me down. Let me down. I'll give you two seconds to talk. One. I'll talk. I'll talk. We threw them overboard. What?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: Why, you... you'll you pay for that later. When and where did it happen? Uh, just a few minutes ago.
2: Yes,
1: back it. I'll see you later. Meanwhile, you better pray I find them. Up I'm Up
0: and away! <laughs>
2: Up, Jimmy. Kick hard and move your arms. You mustn't get numb. Can't move much. But you've got to, dear. Otherwise, you'll be hey, wait. What's that? What? It, it sounds like. I... Hey! Oh. oh,
1: thank heavens, you're alive.
2: Superman, <laughs> Oh, Superman.
1: Here, I'll take Tony. You two, relax. Up with you. I'll rush you all back to Metropolis.
2: Listen, Superman. Diamonds and Monks. They're on a ship. They stole all the food for the children in Europe. I know. And they're going to sell it. I know all about that.
1: I'll be back to take care of them in a few minutes. Now, up
2: and away! What'll we do, Diamonds? Superman will sure be back
1: for us. I told the captain to change course, Monk. We're heading straight north. Maybe we can lose, Superman.
2: Nah, he'll... Oh, here he is
1: now, Diamond. Yes, I'm back again, you murdering thieves. He's back, Superman. Keep back. I got a gun. Don't you know bullets don't bother me, Diamond? I know. We'll see. Well? <laughs> Do you see? The, the bullets bounced off him. Holy smoke. And now, my crooked friends, I'm going to pick this ship up and set it down in the harbor at La Havre, France, where I'll see that the food on board is turned over to the right people. ...for distribution to the hungry children in Europe. Then you two and I will take a quick trip back to Metropolis. Inspector Henderson is having two pretty cells swept out for you. A short time later, having borne the black marketeers' ship to France... ...and turned over the food parcels to the organization in charge of aid for hungry children... ...Superman streaks back across the Atlantic Ocean to Metropolis with the now thoroughly cowed Diamonds and Monk, and turns them over to Inspector Henderson. Then, once more in his guise and garb of Clark Kent, he speaks with Jonas Brigham, owner of the Wholesale Grocery Company. I owe you an apology, Mr. Brigham, for thinking you might be involved in the black market operations. No, it's I who owe you an apology, Mr. Kent. I was very stupid not to know what was going on in my own warehouse. Don't feel too badly. Diamonds and Monk were pretty clever. They worked with Roy Hansen, your shipping foreman, and furnished you with forged receipts for the food which was apparently delivered to the Organization for Hungry Children in Europe.
2: Uh, what monsters they are. Yes.
1: Imagine stealing food from the mouths of starving children. Well, I hope they pay for it. Oh, they'll pay all right. For their thefts, for murdering your watchman, and for abducting Lois Lane, Jim Olson, and Tony Amato, they'll pay plenty. Thanks to you, Mr. Kent, and to Superman. Well, speaking for both of us, you're welcome, sir. <laughs> So another threat to justice and humanity has been foiled due to the efforts of Superman. But even as the Man of Steel permits himself to relax for a brief moment, another and even larger threat is already prepared against his country, against his friends. Yes, and against Superman himself. At this very moment, within the very office Superman occupies in the Daily Planet, as reporter Clark Kent, something amazing is taking place. We'll be back in a moment to find out more about it. So keep listening. In his
0: famous address on the battlefield at Gettysburg, Abraham Lincoln said, Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now, President Lincoln didn't make that up. He was, as you know, quoting from the Declaration of Independence, a wonderful instrument written by the far-seeing founding fathers of our great country who recognized the fact that in the eyes of God, all of us are, in truth, created equal. And when the founding fathers included that phrase in the Declaration of Independence, they meant to guarantee that under our democratic form of government, we were all born not only with an equal chance for survival, but with an equal opportunity for success, or as they put it, For life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is the basis of our democracy. On that is based our kind of government. It is the very essence of a government by the people, for the people, and of the people. And means freedom for all. Yes, boys and girls, that's what we fought for and won in the American Revolution. And that is what we're fighting to preserve now and always. That is what is meant by all men are created equal. Don't ever forget it. It's well worth fighting for.
1: And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In Clark Kent's office in the Daily Planet, apparently none the worse for his previous night's experience, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen sits at Kent's typewriter and laboriously pecks out his story as Beanie Martin, head copy boy, reads wide-eyed over Jimmy's shoulder... His mouth open in amazement.
2: Both Diamonds and Monk, now in the city jail, will soon go on trial for their lives.
1: Yeah,
2: that does it. Gee. Now, uh, Beanie, take it to the city editor and tell him Mr. White said I'm to have a byline on this story. Okay, Jim. Jeepers, I'll bet you were scared when those black marketeers dumped you into the ocean. Oh, I don't know, Beanie.
0: If you're going to be a big reporter, you've got to get used to stuff like that. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, come in.
2: Jim Olson, in here? Yeah, uh, I'm Mr. Olsen. I got this box for you. For Oh, what's in it? No, I don't know. where I put it? Uh, right here on the desk is all right. Okay. There it is. Seems kind of heavy. Yeah, about 40 pounds. Sign right here, please. Okay. Hey, uh, thanks. You're welcome. Gee, I wonder what's in it. Me too. Well, open it and see. Oh, I'm going to. Hey, look. Look at all the tiny little holes drilled in the box. Yeah. What's the idea, I wonder? I don't know. The holes are too small to see in the box. Yeah, and the top's nailed down. Uh, Get a hammer and chisel from the stockroom, will you, Bean? Oh, wait. This corner's
1: loose. Maybe I can pry it open. Wait. I'll give you a hand, Jim. Uh,
2: Yeah, that does it. Now, let's see what... Keepers, Jim! Oh, look. Leaping lizards. Look at that. (laughs)
1: Their eyes bulging, Jimmy Olsen and Beanie Martin stare down into the wooden box. A box about four feet long and two feet wide. What they see in it strikes them absolutely speechless. What is in the box? Fellows and girls, you'll be as amazed as Jimmy and Beanie are when you find out tomorrow when we begin a new and exciting Superman adventure. One of the most thrilling adventures the Man of Steel, or you, has ever encountered. So be sure to listen tomorrow, same time, same station, for... The Adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
3: Welcome back. Well, that about uh, concludes this uh, particular story arc, and... uh, I, I was reading James Launch's review at SupermanHomepage.com and he wasn't particularly impressed and, uh, neither was I. Uh, in some ways the, uh, there are some plot elements very similar to previous stories, um, and, uh, uh, I think of uh, one good example is the search of all the boats. I was thinking, this sounds awfully familiar. Well, last episode, uh, in the last story, we were dealing with Superman having to deal with a very similar search uh, for all the trains for the missing boy who had run away as a result of playing the punch board game. Lance felt that the actors' performances were mostly uh, phoned in, and I'll admit, they didn't really stand out to me in this one. Other, And uh, he didn't care too much for the villains. Uh, he uh, uh, wrote and said... Uh, Diamonds and Monk. No, that's not a rejected title of a song by a Prince. They are the villains in *Hunger Incorporated* for evildoers in a black market ring. They honestly come off as cheap thugs that don't do anything beyond kidnapping and murder. The descriptions and performances the actors portray them are pretty laughable. They honestly feel like uh, parodies of bad guys from previous episodes. So. Yeah, overall, I, I just, I, I'm i kind of with Lawns here. This is not one of my favorite uh, stories. And hopefully Dead Man's Secret, which will be starting next Sunday, will be better. Well, now we do turn to listener comments and feedback, and we have one from Mark. He uh, emails in, Adam, my guess is all men are created equal. We all start as newborn babies, irrespective of our color, our parents, our country of origin, our family background, or any other factor. Although this contest was originally offered in January of 1948, five months before I was born, I'm hoping the deadline might be extended a little so that I have an equal opportunity to win the case of bubblegum. Uh, keep up the fun podcast and silly fantasy uh sci-fi writing too. Well, thanks so much Mark and uh you can definitely um keep keep hoping. Um I will say that is one thing the contest working through here that I will praise the series for. Um it is um sadly rare for any program to kind of uh, present those sort of time-tested ideas or challenge people to really think about them. All right, well, that will do it for now. Join us again on Sunday as we get into a new Superman serial. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.